This is Bryce. This is Tim. And this is Caleb. Welcome to another episode of The Average Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Hope your weeks have been going well so far. Uh, we're coming here uh, with a bit of a, uh, a bit of a sleeper, we think, this year when it comes to the list of movies that we've seen so far. Uh, I, we didn't originally have plans to do this one when it first released, but uh, our good friend Caleb here wanted us to see this movie so badly. We just thought, you know what, let's make an episode and release it later um, at some point. So if you don't know yet, we're doing Dungeons and Dragons this time. And for this one, uh, fun fact, me and Tim never really got into Dungeons and Dragons as far as I'm aware. Uh, but Caleb over nope. here is a certified uh, Dungeons master, some would say. And so, Caleb, I would love for you to go ahead and just give us a quick, quick synopsis of this movie, if you so choose. Uh, yeah. So, this is a story about a man and his friends. <laughs> good start. Uh, as yeah. all good stories are. As, <laughs> <Exactly>. as, <laughs> as many tales tend to be. Um, yeah, there's a crew of misfits that get into some shenanigans and uh, some of them end up getting thrown in prison others get out of the situation uh, those two that were thrown into prison at the beginning get out of prison and uh, try and write their lives uh, they run into some issues some shenanigans ensue and they have to figure out how to overcome the big bad evil guy and save the kingdom. That's that's pretty much it. Wow, good Liked job. Liked it. Liked it. Encore. Good. Do it again. Yeah. No, nice seriously, job. do it again. Round two. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, if you can sound like a CD that's skipping this time, though. Uh, no, yeah, that's actually a that's a good call there. Tim. Good, good observation on that one. That shtick actually shows up in the movie at one point, so it would be on par. Perfect. Oh, you caught the reference. Caught the reference. Oh yeah. How could he forget? Oh, yeah. All right. All right so, so should... yeah, let's go ahead and jump into it. Yeah. Uh, Tim, why don't you kick us off with this one? First up on the list, story and plot. Take it away, good sir. All right. I gave this. I gave this a four. I gave this a four. It's not the most compelling story I've ever seen, but it was a very entertaining story. It, Yeah, I've never played D&D, but I've understood the general gist of it from having friends who've played it, watching Big Bang Theory. Like, I'd love to do it one day, but I felt like this story was like somebody wrote a D&D campaign and we're watching it unfold on the screen. And they just did a nice job of translating that to a story while also adding in enough character development to keep me engaged in people that I've never met before. So they did a nice job balancing what I'd expect from a D&D movie with things that I wouldn't expect and making it a better story than I anticipated, if that made any sense at all. Not a lick of sense, but thank you for trying okay. anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kidding, as always. Uh, Caleb, why don't you uh, go ahead and bring in some of your expertise in Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, walk us yeah, through it. Yeah, you bet. So um, I am going to relate pretty much every single 
section to my D&D experience because I feel like that's the value that I bring to this podcast. As always. So While you're here. That's, yeah. So uh, <laughs> as far as the story and plot go, I agree with Tim. Having played many D&D campaigns, this felt exactly like that. So like the the fundamental core of most D&D campaigns is there's the the term is BBEG, big bad evil guy. <laughs> the overarching theme is we got to defeat the BBEG. <clears throat> How you get there is side quests. And so you're like, okay, if the end goal is to take down the main villain, we got to go do this so we can acquire this thing. And then we got to go over here and do this. And then once we get this and these other people and this thing, then we can defeat the BBEG. That is exactly how the movie played out. Uh, so I gave it a four out of five. Um, it It's a little predictable because it does follow like the the cut and dried, like this is how things work. And that's the only reason I docked it because I thought it was done well. I thought it wasn't like repetitive. Um, it, it was done... It was done in a way that was fun and engaging, uh, even though it was like very formulaic. I still really enjoyed it. So four out of five for me. All right, good stuff. <clears throat> so I gave it a three out of five. Um, I agree with both of you. I thought the story was well done. Um, it kind of surprised me a little bit. Um, I think my lack of knowledge of Dungeons and Dragons as a whole uh, definitely took away from appreciating what they did do and how it does correlate with the game itself. Uh, and so I was definitely looking at this through the lens of just a normal adventure movie, which given for what it is, yeah, I, it was good. I don't have really any complaints about the story necessarily, except what Caleb said, which was it's incredibly formulaic. It's very predictable. A uh, bunch of ragtag group of people get together to take down the big baddie that, I mean, You've seen that in most movies. So um, I, I gave it a three out of five just because it's not super original. Again, I think a, I could have been a four maybe if I had known a lot more about Dungeons and Dragons and could appreciate the beats of the game that were implemented into the movie, which I got like a couple references after, you know, researching and talking to some people about it, uh, including Caleb. But yeah, I don't think it's a bad story necessarily. It does its job and gets you to the end of the movie in one piece. All right. All right, so next up is character. Uh, Tim, go ahead and kick us off again. All right. So character, as I mentioned in story and plot, they spent a good amount of time actually developing this ragtag group of friends that we see, and it wasn't through a whole lot of exposition thrown at you at the front. You got a little bit of that in a very entertaining segment. And so I give the character a four. These were characters that they each had their own unique arc throughout the journey that they went on they each had important revelations along the way some of them might have been a little bit minor in the grand scheme of the story while some of them were a little more major but there's the since this is on streaming technically we're allowed to give spoilers at this point yes um, I would say so. it's, yeah it's been it's so, been like three months yeah so the the main story arc that I really, really enjoyed is the kind of back and forth between Chris Pine's character and the, what's the female warrior? Holga, right? Holga, Holga yeah. yeah. 
So they have this nice back and forth where it's clear that they're not in a relationship and there's zero chance of that happening. And at the end of it, when you see that even though that is the case, Holga has been a mother figure to Chris Pine's daughter. And you kind of see Chris realize that at the end. I thought that was a really emotional beat that I didn't expect to hit from this movie. And it, it, it got me. So that's why I give character characters four. They had some pretty good arcs in this movie. Cool. Uh, I'll just hop off of Tim's because we had the same score. I also gave it a four uh, for character. Yeah, I, I agree. I was actually very surprised with the how... Um, I don't know how to say it. How the arcs came together at the end. Uh, they did hit a lot deeper than I thought they were going to hit, honestly. Um, I agree. Some of the characters' arcs aren't like quite as heavy because you have, what, it's like five, six different like main characters, it feels like in this movie so yes. not everyone can have a like fully fleshed out arc but the ones that did i felt they actually did hit pretty well all the characters have their own personalities and they all play off each other super well um in this movie uh the only reason i really docked it was because when it comes to like main villains it's pretty straightforward nothing crazy i think oh what was his name yeah who I, hugh grant uh who played forge i thought he was a compelling villain i don't think his motivations were anything original but he played a good character so the only reason i really dock it was because the main villains kind of fell a little flat but i don't think they were bad villains per se outside of that though um chris pine's character edgin and whole and michelle rodriguez's holga um i thought were really great together as a whole and their arc coming together at the end was uh actually very pleasant and heartwarming for me so yeah four out of five all right now now it's time for me yes all right bring us back down i i will freely admit i think i i think i went a little too hard on this one i gave it a three <laughs> out of five the, I, I remember now as we're talking through this why i initially gave it a three out of five so it again we'll go back to being a D D player there are there are stereotypes for the different like classes that you can play mm -hmm. it, when you when you create a character in D D, so like the bard because of so chris pine's character in this is a bard they're always like very charismatic very schmarmy like always trying to flirt and like talk their way out of situations and everything that's kind of their strong suit um holga Gina Rodriguez's character is a barbarian. They are always really dumb, but like very strong and good warriors and stuff like that. And so, like, there are a handful of lines that Holga's character has that are really funny, but it also is just playing into the stereotype of like, oh, she's just a dumb <laughs> barbarian that is better fighting than she is talking. Right. So I think that's why I I was a little harsher on the characters. I do agree with what you guys said. They did have good arcs. They did have good development. Um, Sophina, who's the the real BBEG of the campaign, um, the yeah. wizard, who actually is not a wizard. She's a warlock. That's a... Mm. Yeah, I'll go into that right now. Oh, baby. Uh, <laughs> she's big on in. She she's scurry like that. I did really like that character because like she is 
She's really, really creepy, which is what she you're is. supposed to get into there. We're told that she's a wizard, and Forge, Hugh Grant's character, thinks that she's a wizard. We find out uh, like a half hour into the movie, she's actually a warlock, the distinction being a warlock draws their powers from a higher entity. So in this case, she serves a demon that's trying to infect the world with its grossness. So she is not a wizard, she's a warlock, which is a nerdy uh, distinction to make. And then you have uh, Simon, who is a sorcerer, which is a magic user that learns magic instead of being born with magic. But I digress. That's why I, I get not, the three I five. did not know that <laughs> distinction. I did yes. not know that distinction between sorcerer and wizard. That was, yeah, sorcerer uh, is a... Magic user that learned magic, wizard was born with magic, warlock draws their magical powers from a higher entity. Gotcha. That that helps clear up some things. I like that. I like yeah. that. So I will say while I was while we were going through it, both times I have watched this movie, I have been reminded of Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. And like in its tone. Tone um guardians gets a little darker this had some dark-ish moments but more the like you mentioned holga's character reminds me of drax mm, yeah like the way they don't pick up the sarcasm they're kind of dumb uh chris pine's character reminds me of peter quill mm-hmm. charismatic and and it made me realize not that this movie is knocking off guardians but that like guardians is a sci-fi D campaign <laughs> yeah that's, that's that's pretty much it pretty close because yeah. they got they got their band of ragtag <clears throat> people together and i was just watching this thinking like how similar some of these character beats the like you mentioned the stereotypes of what makes a ragtag band of people and i was just seeing the comparison between the two and i was like oh this is interesting to see just that was just a side note so mm-hmm. <laughs> yep and with all that said, make sure to follow the link below for Professor Caleb's uh, Dungeons & Dragons 101 um, after the show. Thank you very much. Anyway, oh, yeah. next on the list is music and sound design. Uh, let's see. I'll, I'll kick us off here. Um, we yeah. were unanimous. It's unanimous. We were. So um, yeah. we'll just kind of, I'll keep it short. Uh, the music was fine. I didn't really see an issue with it. It fit the tone of the movie and it did its job. Uh, however, I cannot name a single tune from that uh, movie at this point in my time. So it's not bad, uh, just forgettable. No, I agree completely with Bryce. Uh, it's it's good, but nothing to really replay in the car. Yeah, I would I would describe it as nondescript. Like it's okay. it's there. It serves the purpose of. It's in the background. It makes you feel like you're in a magical world of dragons and monsters and magic and all that. And right, outside yeah. of that, like, there's not an earworm in it. There's not anything that really stands out. It just is functional. Yep. Wow, that might might have been our quickest section in average <laughs> that history. Was, yeah, that was pretty quick. Does Caleb want to kick us off for the uh, special effects? Yeah, special effects and editing. Caleb, take it away. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, I gave all that right. a four. And, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously with a fantasy movie, there's going to be strange and weird creatures and monsters. And 
I thought for the most part they were done very, very well. There were one or two parts uh, when the druid is trying to. Well, I'll I'll give both a plus and minus to that. There's a part where there's a druid, and one of a druid's powers is they can wild shape, so they can turn into different animals. And so there's a very cool sequence where uh, there's a druid and she is found in her animal form and she shapeshifts into like, or wild shapes into like eight different animals while she's trying to escape the castle. That sequence is really cool. It's like, I, it's I remember really watching that. Awesome. I remember yeah. watching that on the big screen and just like, I had a grin on my face the entire yeah. time. That was one of the coolest sequences so, in the whole movie. Hands down. Yeah. So I, I love that sequence also because it is, even though it's mostly CGI, it is a single take. Like the camera is not shifting all the time. We keep mm-hmm. her in focus the entire time that she's switching these animals. It's a super cool sequence. Yeah, it's shot like a oneer, even though it is done completely in CGI. So yeah. I absolutely love that. There are one or two, especially she she turns into a deer at the end, which is a hilarious callback to an earlier joke, but. Uh, the deer was a little rough, yeah, just a little like, bit visually. Yes. So there's there's a couple things that are like that, but like there are uh, there are acacras or arakokras in this thing, which are basically giant bird people. They were done really really well. Yeah. There's a scene that involves a tabaxi and her little cub, which is like a hybrid cat person. That I thought was mm-hmm. done. That one kind of looks like it was done with practical effects instead of special effects. Was, like I think that was yeah. really good. Yeah, there was the there was the dragon that everybody loves, the chonky dragon. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was just fun. <laughs> like that, that entire sequence was made extra fun because it was like rolling around and sliding and like yeah, it was just a big old fat chonky dragon. <laughs> so all that to say, I really really liked it. There were a couple rougher parts, but like overall, I thought it was very solid. So four out of five, for sure. Tim, uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah. I I agree. I have four out of five. It's some of the better, as CGI reliant as it was, it's some of the better CGI in a newer movie. Uh, but I also, I loved the costume and practical effects, like Kayla mentioned. The the bird people, whatever they were called. Arakokras. Yeah, they looked awesome. Um, there's quite a few, like that giant fish that he pulls the yep. cat baby out of. That's clearly a puppet. Like, there are a lot of really cool puppeteering or practical effect creatures in here. And I always think that makes the world we're watching feel a little more realistic. There were a couple scenes, like you said, there are a couple scenes that it felt a little off uh, when they're in the Underdark. Mm. Some of the bat. Some of the backgrounds feel really disconnected from the set. And uh, there were a couple action scenes with the stone. There are a couple shots with the stone dragon where it doesn't seem exactly like the axe is connecting with something physical. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Mm -hmm. those are just those are just nitpicks because for the most part, it is really good on the CGI side. Yeah, uh, I'm also lining up with you guys in the four out of five. These were some really great special effects for the most part. Um, I mean, I'm not going to nitpick. You guys already did most of the nitpicking I had with it, which was, yeah, some of the green screen might have felt a little rough. 
Um, I didn't notice the axe one nearly as much. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think that was, you could argue that was one of the rougher parts maybe. But I agree, the practical effects were, I was not expecting as much of the practical effects as we got. And that definitely brought the movie to life and the world um, together way more in my opinion. But yeah, I completely agree with most of what you guys said. I think these were some top-notch practical, practical effects and special effects in a age where we are lacking that uh, deeply. So anyway, next up, yeah, script. Uh, Onward and upward. Yeah. Anyway, Tim, uh, why don't you kick this off? <laughs> uh, I actually I did battle with this one a little bit, but ultimately it's a four because it's a clever, clever script. Uh, it balances the humor. It balances some of the weight of the darker moments and the weight of the emotional moments in ways where I'm I'm never like. And this is where I battled on if I disliked it or appreciated it, but like I'm never overwhelmed with sadness because of something. And I'm never completely taken out of a moment by a poorly timed joke. So they balanced, they juggled the tone really pretty well in this script. There's nothing super deep or profound in it, but they just did a nice job getting that humor where I feel like a lot of movies these days go for that sense of humor, but it feels shoehorned in and it feels poorly timed and misplaced. And this one, for the most part, nailed the jokes. There were a couple of them that I personally just didn't find funny, but for the most part, I thought they did a great job with the humor in this movie and balancing the tone overall. All right, cool. Um, Caleb, why don't you go next? What do you think? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk for a while. Here's oh, what I'm gonna okay. do. It's again, we're <laughs> we're going back to again. This is D and D Caleb talking. I initially gave this a four out of five. I'm changing it to a five. Screw the rules. Screw the system. <laughs> I'm giving the script a five out of five. I'm gonna give a few examples of why I loved the script as a D and D player. So right off the bat, there's the opening sequence where he tells his story to the appeals committee. He's trying to get their pardon. The Arakokra walks in. He's like, oh, finally. He like grabs him. They like jump out the window to make their escape. As they're doing that, one of the guys, the dragonborn on the, on the panel is like, wait, we approved your pardon. I <laughs> loved that joke because... <laughs> Every single D&D group that I've ever been a part of, and I've been a part of probably four or five different groups over the years, every single one has that one player that just acts without thinking. Like, they just jump into something, and then once you get through a situation, you're like, oh, wait, if we had just, like, taken a beat, we could have done that way easier. Like, we didn't need to attack this person. We could have just, like, said, hey, can we please get by? And they'd be like, yeah, sure, go ahead. So I loved that joke. I thought it hit <laughs> fantastically. There's just throughout the movie, there's a bunch of fun banter. I think Tim mentioned uh, between Chris Pine and Gina Rodriguez, like very, very fun banter. Like you can tell they're, they're good friends that like really care for each other, but also love digging on each other. Um, so there's another scene where uh, Chris Pine and Gina Rodriguez are about to get 
their heads cut off. And uh Yes. Yeah, and Holga goes, Yep. Oh, that's a really nice axe. And the guy's like, Thanks. She's like, What do you clean it with? He's like, Really? Like this is what you're about to get your head chopped off. You're gonna you're gonna ask me what I clean my axe with? That is a perfect example of anytime you do anything, almost anything in D and D, you roll dice to figure out how you do. So I love in this movie there's a million examples of it and it's really fun to watch it through this lens of like someone is rolling a check to see how they do so there she clearly rolled a charisma check to try and engage this guy that was supposed to kill her and she rolled really high she succeeded her charisma check to engage (laughs) him in conversation to give her enough time to pry up a brick to throw at his face so that he didn't chop their heads off so I loved, and again, that's the movie, a whole other level. That's a whole dude, other the level. movie yeah. is full of these, and it is so much fun to just watch it through that lens and try and pick out like what check they're doing, what spell they're casting. Um, so another one is uh, the when the druid is in the castle, the witch like is like, stop. There's a wild shape among us. And then she like points at her and like shrieks. And then that's what starts the chase sequence. There's a spell called detect magic. And so like, if you don't know D and D, then you're like, now how would that, how would she know that there was a wild shape in the room with them? Well, there's a spell called detect magic that would have alerted her to the presence that magic from the school of abjuration was being used in the room. And so she was able to locate the wild shape doing that. The other thing, I'll say one more thing and then I'll shut up. <laughs> there's the there's the part where he's using the talisman to awake the dead. And he explains like, okay, so I utter the incantation, they come back to life, we can ask we ask them five questions and then they die again. And uh the druid is like, "Why why five? And he goes, "I don't know, that's just how it works." And she goes, "Well, that seems arbitrary." That cracked me up a lot because, like, if you look at it objectively, like, yeah, that does seem super arbitrary. The reason that that's the way it is is because that's the way the spell is written in the book. Like, that's how the magic item is used in, like, the official list or whatever. So, all that's to say, as a Dungeons & Dragons fan, I got probably (laughs) a lot more out of the script than anybody else did just because there's a bunch of stuff like that that catered to the fandom which tells me that this wasn't just a movie made by hollywood people to take advantage of a popular fandom like there were very clearly people that were into D that have uh that like influenced how things were made and all that so it, it was fantastic yeah no that's uh that's pretty good there um so uh i line up with uh both of you as well uh four out of five for it um yeah i'm ah man this script was just really solid altogether uh it was a very tight script no character when they when they were speaking their lines felt really out of place they all kind of stay true to the character without being annoying and obnoxious <sighs> i mean yeah i just i i have a lot of praise for it honestly um, I think I d- won't go f- 
five out of five. Look, kind of like you said, Caleb, you really got to appreciate all the subtlety in what they were saying and why they were saying it. And I think I watched it more of just like, oh, you know, they're, you know, just kind of being funny. It kind of, you know, helps the plot move forward a little bit more. And so I probably didn't get to appreciate it the way you did, but I still think the script for what it was, was really well done. Um, it's a little slower at the beginning, so you, nothing, nothing too crazy there, but just as you, as the movie continues on and on, it just gets tighter and tighter. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of funny, I think the graveyard scene, even though they showed it in the trailer was still just as funny as when I saw it in the trailer. <laughs> I, I was laughing pretty hard during that sequence, but yeah, uh, the script was really well done. I'm glad that they didn't go overboard. Like a lot of movies will go with these movies that try to be comedy slash adventures. Um, I was really impressed. So yeah, four out of five for that, which will then lead us into the acting category. Uh, you know what? I'm surprised about this one. T Tim, oh, why don't you yeah. start us off here? I thought so. I thought you might pick me. Yeah, um, I want to know. Yeah, I give it three because the acting is good. It's it's not great and it's not amazing. Um, Chris Pine plays Chris Pine, and it just so happens that Chris Pine is a perfect casting choice for the type of character he's playing because he's charismatic and engaging, but it is the same performance I've seen Chris Pine do in other movies. Um, I think Gina, is it Gina Rodriguez? Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah, Michelle, Michelle Rodriguez. She's a, yeah, who's Gina Rodriguez? <laughs> a different actor. I think Caleb said that oh. earlier and I was about to correct it. I was like, ah, maybe, oh, I should, I, maybe I should check that first. I, I think she's a standout. She is actually really solid in her part of kind of like, I don't want to put words in Caleb's mouth, but like kind of playing the, the dumb character, but not coming off as stupid. It comes off very much as like, she doesn't understand the situation. Uh, like I, I have died every time when she's like, okay, we'll take your portion of the loot or whatever to the redhead. But the redhead is one that I don't know what's wrong. I, I liked her in it, but I don't like her in this movie. I was, don't think she's great. Are we talking about Daisy head? Is that who is, it? is that the girl you're talking about? The typhling. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's because Sophina is her name, right? No, Sophina is the wizard. He's talking about the tiefling okay. druid. The tiefling, yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, Doric. Yeah, yes, there are... that is her name. Sophia yep. Lilis, Lilis. Okay, she Sophia. was fine. In... <laughs> I remember her in it, and I thought she was good in it. But there's something about just a couple of the adult lines that she delivers in this movie that I don't know, because this could be a situation where I'm not familiar with the universe as much. But I don't know if she's supposed to be emotionally detached. Or if she's just delivering the lines emotionally attached. And I think that comes down to her performance. There's some weird moments where it's played for humor, and that's fine. And then there's other moments that I'm like, you just kind of delivered that line very flat. So that is, that's, I think it's good acting. I don't think it's up for any awards in the acting category. All right. Uh, Caleb, I want you to go next. And go next, I will. I talked too long oh, for sure. scripts, so I'll keep this tight. Um, <laughs> I gave it a four. I thought, I guess I thought the acting was a little better than Tim thought it was. Clearly. Um, it, Gosh. 
Well, it's a little interesting that he dinged Chris Pine for playing Chris Pine, but he didn't ding Michelle Rodriguez for playing Michelle Rodriguez. So <laughs> I was gonna say the well, same thing too. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> okay, or, this isn't this is an indictment of Tim's rating. To be honest, I don't think I've seen Michelle Rodriguez in anything else, so I wouldn't. Okay, know. well, you, right. would, you would yeah. understand if you have. <laughs> okay, so to defend myself there, I think this is the first time I've seen her in a movie. So okay, okay, All right, that's okay. fair. Um. Not a big Fast and Furious guy. Good to know. <laughs> I've actually never seen a single Fast and Furious movie. Well, yeah. If you had, you would have seen Michelle Rodriguez. <laughs> Boom. Lawyer. She, she's, in, she's in all ten of them? Uh, she's got to be in at least like seven of them. Let's just say oh. over half. Oh. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> uh, we digress again. Uh, I gave yes. it a four. Uh, I thought I thought it was pretty good. Again, I, I felt like I was watching a D&D campaign unfold. So like the bard felt like a bard. The druid felt like a druid. The paladin, I really liked him. He was the guy that uh, took them to the Underdark to uh, get the helm. And then he shows up. He shows up a couple times throughout the the thing. Um, I really, really liked his character because he was like his whole shtick was like he didn't understand humor. He didn't get sarcasm like he he was very like straightforward, which a paladin uh, for the uninitiated is essentially someone that pledges themselves to a deity. So they're kind of like a holy warrior of sorts. So it would make sense that his character would be just like very no nonsense, very straightforward. Um, I, I so I really liked his uh, his acting job, and I was not familiar with that actor. Um, but yeah, I thought it was overall good. It wasn't perfect, but I thought it was above average overall. No, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, I was surprised that I was the only one to give this a five out of five, but maybe I was, maybe I was too kind, but who knows? Um, yeah, I, I really thought every character here, here's what it was. So for the acting, I think every person in this movie went in after reading their script and their parts and just played their roles and almost to perfection because they knew exactly where their lane was and they stayed in it. Um, and so maybe I'm just really praising the actors for their control um, and not overdoing it. And maybe, maybe I could give more credit to the script for that or the direction for that. Well, I definitely could. I just felt like all the character, all these actors did phenomenal with their characters and who they were supposed to be. And they just kind of stayed in that lane. They didn't like try to stray too far. It was almost like it was one of the perfect riffing sessions that you have uh, with some, with a group of people where you're all kind of given this personality you have to imitate throughout the movie. And kind of what Kayla was saying, it was as a joke, but like Chris Pine, Pine is hired to be Chris Pine, but I would not, I would, I give him credit in this one because it does feel like this is the perfect casting for Chris Pine. Whereas something in like Star Trek, I think he's a, I think he does good in Star Trek. He's a good actor. I don't think he really elevates that role or that character in that movie necessarily. I don't really think of him as Captain Kirk. Um, but in this movie, even though I've seen this character, this just felt like the perfect casting and character for him to play as. And I got to just give credit to that because he brought that character to life. Same thing with Michelle Rodriguez. Even though I'm not really a huge fan of most of what she's in, I think she brought Holga to life for me. She was way more, just way more enjoyable to watch on screen. Um, Same thing, uh, let's see, who was it? Uh, Zenk, um, is that how you say his name? Zenk Regagine. He was like, yeah, yeah. 
I really liked his character. I just thought this was just really calm, stoic character who didn't like go too far with the comedy. He kind of just stayed in his lane and it allowed the scenes to kind of be feel more um, natural, I guess. So that when the comedy did come up, where it should have obviously come up with this kind of a character, it hit more often. Um, I, like I said, Hugh Grant is Forge, not a super complicated villain, nothing original. But just his acting really brought a lot of life to that character. That just made him more enjoyable to see on screen. Sophia, Sophia um, as the world as Doric, super basic villain, nothing really special there. But just her presence and her um, her stoic nature that she brings to the character again, it just makes him enjoyable to see on screen. So may, maybe I'm being uh, giving way too much praise for it. I, I I don't know. I feel like that everyone did a phenomenal job with the roles they were given and just kept it straightforward. And I wasn't, I wasn't sick of any character by the end of this movie at all. Sick. All right. Cool. All so, right. Nice. Next. So on to the direction. <laughs> Up to direction. Uh, I'll go ahead and kick us off with this one. Um, yeah, I gave it a four uh, out of five. I thought this was, a, I'll keep it short. Nothing really. Uh, I don't have a lot to say about this. I just thought it was a really good movie. Uh, the director kept it nice and clean. There wasn't really a lot of pacing issues I felt with the movie overall. Um, again, it was probably because I'm not a D&D player. So like all the side quests happening to get to like the end is like, okay, like that kind of is like, okay, you're kind of going all over a little bit, but it's not really, it's just a nitpick really at that point. Um, but again, not a D&D player. So I really can't enjoy those moments as much for what they are. Uh, but still, I thought the pacing was well for the movie. It's only like an hour and a half, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So it's a pretty quick one. Uh, yeah, it's it's two fifteen. Really, two fifteen. Yeah, it's a, it's the fact that you hours. just said it's an hour and a half. I agree. It feels it, it feels a lot shorter than that. Yeah, it, you that you is, do not you're not bored. Okay, yeah, that's, that's a compliment. That's a compliment to the pacing of the movie. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. So yeah, I mean, direction was really great there. The beginnings, the beginnings, the slowest part, and it kind of gets a little boring um, in the beginning. But other than that, once it's only for like the first, what maybe five to ten minutes, I think, and then once they escape the you know jail, the the jail, that's when things pick up and it starts kicks off with a hilarious joke. Um, so yeah, four out of five. I actually, I I don't have to go next, but I wanted to comment on that opening scene because you brought it up. Uh, well, go, ahead, really, go ahead and just uh, do your score too while you're okay. at it. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I actually, I might have been too harsh on the direction. Uh, three. I think I probably could have given it a four. Um, especially going back and thinking about some of the really cool scenes and the way the director was able to tie in a lot of references without feeling, without alienating somebody who's never played the game. Uh, I've read a lot of the Forgotten Realms which, if I'm right, those books take place in a D&D world, right? That sounds right to me, yes. Okay. Because a lot of the characters, or a lot of the creatures and stuff are the same. Um, and I've read a lot of Forgotten Realms, so I actually recognized things like Baldur's Gate, Neverwinter, uh, things, the Underdark. I recognize a lot of that stuff. But... Back to what Bryce said about the opening scene is I love that it's kind of a fake out. Like we get this really kind of intense opening shot of escorting a prisoner mm. that initially makes it seem like even though the trailers ruined this for us, uh, it kind of gives us this dark tone and you kind of wonder briefly like, 
is this movie going to be a little bit darker than I anticipated? And then it quickly diverts from that. And I actually appreciate that. It's just a small little touch of like, oh, we're not going to open this with a bombastic action scene. We're not going to open this with a um, a lore dump. We're not going to give you a lot of history of the world or whatever to kick you off. We're going to subvert you immediately. We're going to open up with something that's kind of dark and intimidating, and then it's a joke. And that's not a criticism of turning it into a joke. That is just kind of what I appreciate about this movie is I think the movie itself has subverted uh, fantasy movie expectations in a good way. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I, can agree I, I like that. it. Yeah. Caleb. Uh, yeah, direction. Uh, I gave a four out of five. Um, the things that I really liked about it, there were, I thought the action sequences were very well choreographed. Yeah, um, they there, were. There, they are, were. there are a handful of fight scenes. They're probably like the, four or five spread throughout the, yeah, the movie. Yeah, there's quite a few. And they are all satisfying sword, like, sword, play. sword action scenes. Yes, they're yes. all very entertaining. Totally. It's yep. hand to hand. You throw in a little, uh, a little magic because there's there's magic users, and so like that's definitely a thing in like a D and D campaign. You have your uh, non magic users that are bows and arrows and axes and swords and all that, and then you have your magic users that are casting magic missile and fireball and things like that. So I thought it was a good balance. I thought they were very well choreographed. They were very satisfying. Um, we already mentioned the scene where the druid is trying to escape the castle and changing into a bunch of different animals. That was a really cool thing that was directed very well. Uh, the other sequence that I loved how they did uh, that falls under direction was, I call it the reverse heist. So they have the hither-thither yes. staff, and they're trying to get a painting inside of a locked cart and so like it's moving like it's it's guarded very heavily they're trying to get this thing inside of it without being noticed and that is choreographed very well uh it's really really fun to watch how they go through every single thing they leave no stone unturned they make sure that they clean up their tracks and everything um that is a very satisfying scene as well so um yeah, again, not perfect, but I thought it was very, very well directed. So four out of five. Perfect. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So that leads us then into it factor, which I'm, I'm kind of curious about this one because um, I'm kind of kind of going back on my I'm, I'm thinking about what I gave it. I'm kind of going back on that. Um, Tim, why don't you kick us off on this one? Uh, I gave it a four out of five for it factor because for the time that it was out, I heard nothing but positive things about it from D&D fans and non-D&D fans. But I don't think the reason it wasn't a five for me is I don't remember it making like significant box office waves. I just remember it being a bigger hit than anybody anticipated. Is that it? Yeah, that's it for my four. Okay, cool. Sorry, that was disappointing. <laughs> no, I just I was I didn't know if you're gonna do more. Um, yeah. So Caleb, go ahead and uh, follow that up. Yeah, I also had it as a four. Um, it was very heavily advertised. I could not open 
any social media. I could not go to any website. I could not turn on the TV, any streaming, anything without seeing advertisements for it. So it was it was very heavily advertised. Um, and yeah, there was there was a lot of buzz about it before it was released. There was a lot of buzz about it after it was released. And I will echo what Tim said. Um, I, I went and saw it opening weekend, so <clears> I kind of got I was kind of on the front end of that. But yeah, I mean, I had my I went with my D and D group. Like we, I, I'm in a group that plays weekly, and we all not not everybody could make it, but a bunch of us went to see it together, and that was a ton of fun. But also like. I have a lot of other friends that don't play D&D that went and saw it and they really enjoyed it. So um, it wasn't necessarily like a huge game changer summer blockbuster, but right. I think it surprised a lot of people. And I think it really, uh, I, I think it was elevated above a standard movie release. So for sure. Yeah. Four out of five for the if factor. Yeah. I, uh, I'm having second guesses about mine i gave it a three out of five i would probably uh, yeah i was i don't know i think at the time i just didn't i didn't really know what to do with it because it's dungeons and dragons like i don't really know much about that community i don't really i mean i know they're passionate people i mean i see that i've watched twitch i watch some twitch streams uh like caleb and his uh group and i've seen a couple of other ones too and heard people talk about it I guess I just didn't really, I, I didn't really know what to do with it. Um, so I just ended up giving it a three, but like looking back on that, I probably could have definitely given that a four, which I would at this point definitely give it a four because um, this might not be one of the most memorable movies in history, but it absolutely um, will leave its mark. I think this year in movie going uh, for movie going, and it will definitely more than likely be a top 10 movie in my opinion, I think by the end of the year. So yeah, I mean, I guess I'd say four out of five if I had to now. I'm breaking the rules too. Screw it. We'll do it live. Just for uh, don't just, don't act like this is the first time. <sighs> just got, so everybody knows, <laughs> uh, the movie made to this point, the movie has made two hundred and eight million dollars worldwide. Woo! That's that's a good sign. It's a good sign. On a budget so, of two hundred and ten, right? No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no it, it was yeah, a pretty I'm... it was a pretty healthy budget. It was one hundred and fifty million, so it okay. it definitely made it back, and then some just in the box office. That obviously doesn't count streaming and everything afterwards. Yeah, right. So I wonder I wonder if that's going to be enough to have a greenlit a sequel yet. I'd be surprised if they don't. That's a good a question. Sequel. I'll bet the Google machine knows. I have not heard if they no. have, but I can't imagine them not. They, they'll definitely do it. I would be very surprised if they don't do it. But then again, Hollywood likes to ruin everything. So, uh, yes, they have greenlit a sequel. Oh, baby. That's kind of nice. All right. So let's go ahead and uh, head into okay. the final couple of uh, things here. So uh, we got entertainment and let's just go ahead and wrap up final scores with that as well. Um, uh, Caleb, why don't you lead off? Uh, I think Tim's calculation on his spreadsheet is wrong. I agree. Mine did not come out to that number. So, uh, just... uh you need to add in your it factor score. <sighs> okay. So Perfect. my total, my entertainment was an eight out of 10. Um, that was after my initial watching. I would probably put that higher now. I'll leave it where it is. Cause I already changed one of my things and I don't want to cheat. And you changed your script. script. <laughs> I like I was just going in, just yeah, we're just gonna change this live. 
There we go. <laughs> so uh, with an 8 out of 10, that brings my total to a 39 out of 50. Um, I commented before we started recording, this, uh, this is my favorite film of this year so far. Um, obviously, we're less than halfway through the year, so that obviously could change. But I very, very much enjoyed it. I, I, can't, I can't say that I would enjoy it just as much if I didn't play D&D. I can, like, guess. I think I would. I think I would have liked it just as much even if I didn't play the game. But I feel like since I do there was a certain level of enjoyment that was added on top of that. But I think it doesn't matter. I mean, obviously exemplified by you guys. Um, I don't think it matters if you've played before, haven't played before, know a little, know a lot. Like it's, it's just a fun movie. For sure. Yeah. Um, I'll go next here. I gave mine a eight out of 10, which uh, if I'm going to end up changing my if factor to a four, I originally have 38, but it would be 39 with that four on there. Um, So yeah, 39 out of 50 would be my final score. Uh, I will speak for the people who do not play (laughs) D&D that uh, this movie is very enjoyable. Uh, You do not have to be a D&D fan at all or know anything about it to thoroughly enjoy this movie from beginning to end. Um... Yeah, I hope they make a sequel. I could totally see this becoming like a series of movies. I could see TV shows spinning off of it. And what's kind of nice is it pro- it doesn't really it wouldn't feel forced at all. Like this is pretty open-ended to do whatever they want to do moving forward with it, which is the best thing to have uh nowadays. Um yeah, I loved all the actors. I thought they did great. The script was really good and tight. It's funny um throughout most of the movie. It's pretty one note, uh, straightforward story-wise. Um, you know, like the character arcs are pretty, um, I don't want to say bland, but you know, you've seen it before. Um, I'd say the emo- I'd say it hits emotionally towards the end, especially with the father. The father-daughter dynamic was really good in this movie. I really, I really get into those storylines um, when they're presented and presented well. But yeah, I mean, I'm on board for these movies moving forward. I don't, I'm, I don't even think I'll be playing Dungeons and Dragons necessarily. I might try it out, but. That's not gonna. That's not gonna be the reason I go and continue to watch these movies. I thought it was really good. It'll probably be a top ten movie for me this year. I'll, I'll put together a. I'll put together a little uh, dungeon crawl for us. I'll DM it. Oh baby, I'm here for it. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. All right. I actually, we're all right there within a point of each other. I scored it a 38. My entertainment value is actually higher than both of yours, which I'm mildly surprised by. Uh, it's like one, whole point. one point. Yeah, whole one <laughs> oh, point. Yeah, it's your um, one point. Oh, look at Tim, holier than thou. My goodness. I enjoyed it way me? more. <laughs> uh, no, um, I'll speak about this movie as the fantasy lover whose backbone is the Lord of the Rings, but That's has fair. never played, but has never played D and D. Okay. So. So that's where I can be kind of between the two of you. Um, I I love the fantasy setting. I love the unique creatures and the magic systems. And while I don't understand it on the game level of it, as a fantasy lover, I was able to watch it, understand what was happening in that moment, and thoroughly enjoy my adventure with this troop of unlikely heroes. I grew to care about each of them. 
I want to see them again. And the other thing that I really appreciated in this movie is that I felt like we mentioned that the uh, warlock, what was her name? Sophina. Yeah, so I'm terrible at names, even with people in real life. So movies is way out there. Um, yeah. Yeah, she, you, watching this movie, she, you mentioned that she's actually a formidable villain. But the whole time, I kept getting that she's actually the pawn of something bigger. And you mentioned she serves a demon. And I just kind of like that we're facing a big bad who is actually just a smaller bad compared to what else this world has to offer. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like Bryce said, this is really just untapped potential for a lot more stories that don't even have to have the same group of heroes. But if it's handled with the same care for the source material and same care for the story and for the audience, I, I'm going to show up for whatever's next. I had a great time watching this. It's probably, this is a really tough. This really will blow some minds. But it's probably like my fourth favorite fantasy movie. So I'd have to like think really hard about what those rush more. Well, I was going to say, you got the the three Lord of the Rings movies like up there. So it's like, is that just the fourth one like that? (laughs) Like, just like that. Exactly. So it's the three Lord of the Rings. And then this. Exactly. And then then the Hobbit movies do go under this. So. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. That's bold. You don't have Aragon above this. Wow. Shocking. <laughs> oh, I saw that movie twice, and I try to forget it. Uh, we all do. Ugh. Or let's talk about the 2000s Dungeons and Dragons movie. I totally Jeremy forgot about Irons. that. Yeah, yeah. Jeremy Irons gave us his all in that. Good for yes, him. And the CGI department just cut some scenes from video games at the time because yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> brutal. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. Let's forget about that one. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, so I, go ahead. No, we're go ahead. all pretty well in agreement on this. Like, it's a solid movie. Yeah, I, I would absolutely. I mean, you can't now, but yeah, this would have definitely been worth a movie ticket. I, I kind of wish I wish I wish I went and saw it in theaters instead of waiting for it to come out. Um, I mean, life was kind of busy at the time, but also, man, I, I feel like I missed out on a good time. That, that's all I can say. Yeah. So the Fair average enough. of our. Three scores is 38.6, so that's over 38.5. We'll round it to 39. Which is which great. I believe I believe that's great. Yeah, that's feel, that feels right. Caleb, I, I uh, believe. I mean, it's a great movie. Okay. Yeah, Perfect. and I, I think it would be a great movie for social settings, so getting back to why we exist. I oh, think yeah. you throw this on. I think you throw this on in the casual fan, my or not even fan, the casual observer viewer might get sucked in by the humor, might get sucked in by the natural charisma of Chris Pine. Uh, and they're going to end up having a good time whether they have played D&D or not. And Caleb, you spoke to the D&D fans, and how do you think the majority of them would react if you want to speak on their behalf? Yeah, I feel moderately comfortable doing that just because I did go with a group. So there were one, two, three, four. F- there were at least five of us that played D&D that went and it was unanimous. Everybody loved it. So, okay. uh, and and uh, as I spoke way too long about in the script portion of things, 
there is a bunch in this movie that is enjoyable for everybody, but there's also, if you watch it through the lens of a D&D player, you will get a whole a whole second, third, fourth, whatever level of enjoyment from all of the little things in there as well. So I definitely think a any any D&D player, I think, would enjoy a lot about it as well. All right. Well, I love that. <laughs> there we have it, guys. Is that yeah. Rock and roll. If we feel good about yeah. that, I feel great about I, it. So I feel, I feel good about it too. Yeah, go see the movie. I guess it's on Paramount Plus. If you uh, want to go see it, also Amazon. I'm sure we'll rent it out to you. Um, as long as you give Mr. Bezos your money. But with that being he's, said, he's been known to say yes to money. So well, I yeah, I would imagine so given his <laughs> empire. But yeah, that's... I, I, I don't think he would turn down the money. So. No, never. But I'll yeah. take your five ninety nine. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you're right. They're so expensive. All right. Well, I think that about wraps up this episode. I felt like that was productive and thank you, Caleb, for joining us. Yes, as oh, always, always a pleasure. Always thanks for providing that providing that D and D wisdom that Bryce and I lack. Yay, yay, for sure. And yeah, go ahead and let us know what you thought of Dungeons and Dragons, whether you've seen it or have not seen it. Uh, go ahead and drop your score uh, to Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, you can follow on Instagram and Facebook, uh, The Average. And you can follow me on Twitter, Bryce Crispy. And go ahead and follow us on YouTube, Spotify, Rumble. Uh, we post there every two weeks. And yeah, let us know also if you have any requests that you want us uh, to watch. I know we have one coming up for... I'll just kind of get it ready. Um, Cannot wait. I'm so excited. Yeah, it'll be it'll be good. So yeah, let us know uh, if you want us to watch something. Other than that, that about wraps it up. So go ahead and look out for our other episodes, and we hope to see you all in the next episode.